Hey, everybody. Welcome to a Community of Principles podcast, a conversation to support leaders. I'm your host, Ben Gilpin. Now, let's get this started. Hey, everybody. The Community of Principles podcast here with Ben Gilpin, and I've got two fantastic guests today. We are back for season four, episode number three, with two of what I can say my very good friends, because I've had a chance to not only interact with them, but um, also lean on them in times of struggles. So I am delighted with the two people that you are going to get to meet here in just a second. But I'm also coming to you because this is going to be the last one that you hear before we kick off the year 2021. And so if you're a leader out there, if you're listening to this podcast, one thing I would really hope is when you're thinking about 2021, whether it's a resolution, whether it's a one-word challenge, whether it's a goal, it's always good to put something out there to push ourselves and try to be better and continue to grow. So that is just my little disclaimer for the day, my little soapbox. And without any further ado, I have two amazing guests. I have Becky Biederman and Kat Quain with us. Ladies, hello. Hello, Ben. How are you today? Hello. Hanging in there just before <laughs> just before the end of the year. Okay, so Kat, I'm going to have you go first. Um, Kat, go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, tell the audience, you know, where are you now and, and uh, how'd you get there? All right. Um, thanks, Ben. Well, as he said, my name is Kat or Kathleen Quain, and I am a, an elementary principal in Marysville, Michigan at Morton Elementary School. And it's kind of special to me, this little building, because I've actually been there almost my entire career. I only taught one year in Warren Consolidated and then got a job at Morton as a first grade teacher for four years. And then I had the honor of um, getting the principal job. And I am starting my 15th year as the principal at Morton Elementary school. And just a little bit about me on a personal end. I'm I'm a mom of two identical twin boys. And then I ended up with a third little boy (laughs) who will be two um, in January. And I have a loving, supportive husband and just, again, a great supportive family network. Thanks, Kat. And I can say this. uh, I think the first time you and I interacted, you had a, um, you were pregnant. You had a, you had a full belly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I sure did. I think I was, I, I think eight and a half, almost nine months pregnant mm-hmm. at that point when we saw each other at the conference. Yeah. Becky, <laughs> Becky, how about you? Yes. Well, hello. My name is Becky Biederman and I am also a principal in Marysville uh, Gardens Elementary where I've been this is my fourth year there. And uniquely about Kat and I, I actually started my career at Morton as a teacher with Kathleen. So she was first and I got my first job as a part-time young fives teacher and I took it. (laughs) Not exactly where I wanted, but I took it. And uh, the next year, Kathleen got the principal job. I got moved to full-time and I had the honor and privilege to work um, and I'm going to say under to work alongside of Kathleen with as my building leader, definitely showing me the ropes and learning from her um, when I got ready to finally make the leap myself to be an administrator. So I think that's one of the things that may come up later, just our the unique the uniqueness of our relationship. So um, and again, kind of like Kat said on a personal level, I am a mom of two girls. So Kathleen has the monopoly on boys. I have mm-hmm. all the girls um, and a husband here in Marysville. And we're just kind of living the dream here, getting through day to day, trying to figure it out together. Well, okay. Season four, you two both have heard already. It is hashtag better together. And a lot of people, you've probably gotten this before, but um, you two, you resemble each other. So you look like sisters, but more importantly, and I think everybody knows this, it's interacted with the two of you. 
you not only look similar, but you also act very similar. You two definitely have this this sister component. And so when we were when when I was brainstorming better together, figuring out a way to get the two of you on was a high priority. So I am delighted that you two are on here to um, talk a little bit about the need for getting off of the isolation island, which is going to lead me to my first question for the two of you. You know, so often we hear, and we've heard this at MEMSPA in the past, we've heard this in various podcasts and books all over the place, that um, one thing that can be detrimental for leaders is trying to go it alone. And so if you were to pass along advice to to a, a beginning principal or to someone that maybe is in a a small district, or maybe even in a large district, what advice would you give them about avoiding isolation island? Let me go. Go ahead. Get us rolling. Take it. All right. Well, my first advice is find a buddy. Absolutely find somebody that you can trust, that you can, you know, be yourself around and and truly go to for support and advice. Um, Actually, you know, when I started out 14 years ago, I really wish that I would have had the Mensa connection back then, because I'll be very honest, in the first few years, it was a little lonely in there. And I was a younger principal, really, you know, uncertain of myself or a little insecure and just really could have used a a buddy. And again, um, I ended up making all my buddies and friends with my teaching staff. So again, I had my buddy and I went and found her right away because I didn't have any really other principals that I was connecting with at that time. So it's so important that buddy can be anybody, but somebody that will you feel comfortable with. And I think to follow up with a little bit, I heard Kathleen say, you know, that you trust and that you can be yourself around. I think that's the benefit of finding a mentor that you can trust and that has your back and that you feel comfortable being yourself and asking questions. It's so important to have somebody you're, you can't go alone. It just doesn't work that way. So I feel blessed to when I started my career, like Kathleen said, we had already kind of been working side by side at Morton. So when I moved to the next step, we were kind of already a well-oiled machine. So it just made that transition amazing for me. So I, I would never want to do this, this job alone for sure. Absolutely. Especially, especially in these times. Especially not now. <laughs> How important is it that it goes beyond just the professional? I mean, is that is that a critical component or is that like an added bonus? I think it's I think it's a critical component to be mm-hmm. very honest and we're actually hopefully working on a little something to share our story about that but I think that's what takes it to the next level. I you know often they you get assigned a mentor and you may or may not have been able to even choose that mentor and it doesn't always work. If you don't have that connection, both personally and professionally, I don't think you can bring out the very best you. So I, I do. I personally feel that mm-hmm. you have to have that. You have to have things in common and interest and in order to be able to work and play together. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing too, to have that trust, and that's where that personal piece comes in handy too, is, I mean, we get along, like you said, we we look alike, we act alike, we are, you know, the very best of friends, but that doesn't mean it's always sunshine and rainbows. You know, mm-hmm. we have disagreements. We have arguments. We're not arguments, but I mean, we have things that we see differently that we have to talk through and talk out. And I think if you don't have that personal connection or that really desire, you know, friendships are hard. Mentorships are are hard. Being a principal is hard. So if you're not invested in that person that you're kind of in it together with, it just doesn't work. So I, that's where I think to have that personal connection is so helpful because it gets you through, gets you over those humps when there's struggle or trouble. And I even think some of those, sometimes when we do struggle or, you know, we always say we're like family, you know, we kind of sometimes we can even bicker like mm-hmm. sisters, but I think it only makes us stronger. You know, you have to, you have to muddle through some of the the difficult things, but you always can grow from it. And I know that's what I, I know she does that for me. Yeah. And <laughs> I, 
that for you? Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> well said. Well said, ladies. So let's jump into question number two. Here we go. Okay. So how did the, and I think we already know this, but, but how did the two of you meet? Was it simply through school or did it come actually before that? Or, and did you know immediately, did you know immediately that um, there was a, there was a friendship type of a connection? I think so. There was definitely was immediate. We met and we did not meet before, before school. Um, so we would have met at Morton Elementary and I was a brand new teacher and Morton kind of was unique. When I first got hired, Kathleen would have been one of the younger ones. I was one of the younger ones. And there was a, a kind of the great divide between staff. There was a few youngs and then some teachers more at the end of their career. So we were pretty quick to do a turnaround the first couple of years of our career there. So it was, it was a young kind of fun, hardworking, but um, hardworking and, and hard playing staff. So we immediately kind of united too, yeah. I think under, <laughs> we, we found each other. I remember one of the first times we met, I don't, you were walking down the hallway and I like popped out and I just said, oh, hey. And she, like she said, she was only part-time. So she would work in the morning and then be gone by lunch. So we really couldn't connect in the lunch hour, but I don't know, we were passing by and just started talking and, you know, easily found out we had so many things in common just with our families. Both of us had parents that were both teachers, both educators. And then to boot, I mean, we were, you know, Catholic raised family. So we're like, okay, we got that. And then we, I said, well, what's your dad, what's your dad's name? And she's like, well, believe it or not, his name is it's Richard, but he goes by Dick. And I said, you're never going to believe this. So is my dad. His name mm-hmm. is, his name is Dick as well. So both our dads have the same name, same name, same personality as they were. We were just very, our moms were both lower elementary yeah. teachers. Our dads were both coaches and my and ultimately my dad was a principal and they just had very similar, very similar characteristics. And like Kat said, raised Catholic. I mean, it was kind of an immediate when we like, were just talking. I do remember that. Wow factor. Can I tell them one more thing? Can I share them? So then Becky goes, <laughs> I asked her, so are you dating anybody? And she's like, well, actually I am. He's a little bit older than me. And she, you know, shared how many years older. And I said right away, I go, that's fine. I said, my parents are 13 years apart in all their life, you know, and it was very different. So we, again, we kind of had that funny little so, thing in common too. So, <laughs> yep. So we have lots of, lots of things in common. That's cool. That's a good story. Well, let's get to question three and let's play a little game between the two of you. And hopefully you, uh, you can just kind of run with this, but we're going to start and I'll have Becky, you answer these about cat. And then we'll go the second time around cat. You can answer these about Becky. Okay. And, and we'll find out how well you know each other. So first question, Becky, the last book or the current book that Kat is reading? Well, knowing um, what we've been doing this week, I'm going to say the last book she read was a Christmas story. And I believe if social media is correct um, to the fourth grade classes. So I'm pretty sure that's where her head is at. And I know with um, three kids under five, if it wasn't that, it was likely some a Christmas story at home. So I'm going to go with the Christmas book, Ben. Kat? She's absolutely correct. <laughs> I think I read Mooseltoe was the last one I read today. <laughs> real, so where our heads at yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, real in-depth literature here, but. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> what? Okay, so Becky, question number two on, on Kat. Her preferred way to communicate, email, text, phone calls, other. Now I'm going to say text, but I think heart of hearts thinks it's easier to get it done on the phone. I think prefers to text because it's quicker, but sometimes it's just as easy, she'll say, to call on the phone and just get it out because what we will text for 20 minutes could take five if we would just pick up the phone and call each other. Cat? 100%. <laughs> She's spot on again. 
Yeah. Well, okay. So two for two. So, okay, Becky, question three. What about, what's a weakness of cats? What is maybe a guilty pleasure or something that uh, easily distracts her? This is an educational podcast. So uh, (laughs) the um, thing that distract cat, I will say, is shopping. In a word, Nordstrom's. I think would be a, a definitely distraction for Kathleen, be it online or back when it, we could go face to face, that store could suck her in for a long time. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. She's three for three, is she? Three for three. Yep. She knows well me. <laughs> well, let's flip it then. Let's go, Kat. You can answer these about Becky. What is she currently reading or the last book she read? Oh, boy. I mean, again, only because I know this. Her last book, I don't know which Christmas story it was, but she's doing this all day long. Hurry, Santa. I'm going to cheat a little bit. No, but um, So yeah, she definitely has been reading Christmas stories. If I had to guess, I don't know, definitely, you know, you've read Culturized. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Um, I don't know. Not the very last one, but I, that one's yeah, the last. It, it's, it's in still the, last, the bed stand. Yeah, so that's, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. All right. Good job. Nice. Okay, one for one. How about... How about Becky's preferred way to communicate? Text, email, phone, other, Voxer? Yeah. No, definitely text. <laughs> Texting for sure. She's correct. Yeah. I would prefer to text <laughs> over anything. <laughs> and, and for those of you listening in, these two are also sitting right next to each other as they're answering <laughs> questions. That's how close these two are. Okay, question three. How about, um, Kat, how about Becky's, her guilty pleasure, her weakness? I'm going to say TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) She loves herself in TikTok. (laughs) She's not wrong. Unfortunately, it it humbles and embarrasses me to admit this, but I do. (laughs) And she knows this because when I see funny ones, I get them. I I text them to her. So she's, this is, that's actually extremely true. She's, she is spot on on that one. 100%. 100%. Okay, it's like a little it. rabbit hole. You can get lost yeah, you in You can get this. lost in that. <laughs> and I've been distracted myself. So so uh, I tip my cap. I, um, I'm going to have to check out more of the of your two pages. I've got my own, but I, I typically highlight I typically highlight my own son on my TikToks. But uh, now you got me thinking. Oh, Lord, I don't make Yeah, them. we don't. We, oh, no. Well, we, well, 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 all right. We have, we we have, have one. one. We have, one, <laughs> we have one unfortunate TikTok, but we do not have any. I do not make them. I no, only look just, at other people and like laugh. To watch other people. <laughs> well done. Well done. Okay, let's go. Let's let's start, Kat. You can start with this one. What is one way that Becky pushes you? Um, again, I think Becky kind of mentioned it earlier in this conversation, but we push each other because we're both competitive. And and by competitive, it's it's in a good way. Like just enough to kind of like, all right, well, I'm gonna, you know, push you to go outside your, you know, look outside the box a little bit. And sometimes again, we we might almost be competing with each other, but it's all healthy and it's good because it, it's actually just making us be the best possible, you know, us or ourselves that we can be. So mm-hmm. I, I do, I think she, I like that she's competitive and that I'm competitive because it does it. It pushes and encourages me, but she also sends um, positive words of praise too, like little morning texts. She'll just say, we got this friend, we can do this today. And I always appreciate that too. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. So Becky, same thing. It's the same. It's the exact same thing. Like we are. And again, it, it sometimes when people say that they're competitive with each other, it sounds negative, but it, it's not, it's only to bring the best out of each other. And I love the fact that we can kind of have dialogue too, healthy dialogue about things. And it's, it's educational and it's personal, physical. We run together. You know, we do lots of things together where one might shine, one might do, you know, where we can bring each other to the forefront and bring the best out of each other. So I think that's definitely 
And again, going back to that personal, I think we can be competitive and we can push each other because we have that, that connection with each other and that comfort that we know comes from the best place. Yep. And I love how you worded that. It's a, it's a competitiveness, but it's not, um, it's more about getting the best out of one another. And it's also about being the best you can be individually. So that's, I think that's Mm -hmm. healthy. So here, I'm going to throw you for a little bit of a loop. What about, we'll start with Becky. Does Kat have a cause or does she have something that, that maybe is not necessarily educational that, um, she invests her time in any type of a cause? I mean, 100%. It's hard to say not educational because I know I would, my first gut would be to say that she invests herself so heavily into the families at her school. So that's definitely a, a cause she has is to support. Kathleen works in the lowest socioeconomic building in our district and works hard at that to connect with those families to make sure that those kids are getting everything, you know, to kind of level that playing field. So I don't know if that's exactly a cause cause, but that's definitely where she throws her passion, I think is into supporting the families at her school. But otherwise, you have to have have a heart for that. You absolutely have to have a heart for that. So yeah. So I think that's well said. Mm -hmm. Does Becky have a cause? Is there something, is there a bigger, a bigger picture for her that she looks at, she reaches out to, she tries to um, give to? I mean, again, I, I can't off the top of my head think of a, like a specific cause, but again, I think for Becky, she, she is, um, oh, I, I want to say this the right way. She's the rock of her family, you know, and extended family too. So her causes are often, you know, all rooted from that. You know, she is a caregiver for her grandmother who's, um, what, 90. 96. 96. She's, she's there. And, you know, again, and it is raising her girls to to have and instill that same type of characteristic and skill and quality in them as well. So I do, again, her causes are all just for her family. She's at, that's where her heart is. And that's, that's, what's most important. Well said. And, and I think that is a major cause. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very well said. Okay. You two last question. Let's have some fun with this one. Best. <laughs> and I don't care who takes it first. You guys pick best thing about MEMSPA. Everything, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, the conference, hands down, I think, is great because from that conference, you can take away not only you know things you can take back to your school and your building, but you take back friendships, connections and, that can be lasting a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And again, and then that spins into okay, get on the Twitter chats and you know start communicating. I mean, look at where how we met you and just all those great things. There's just so many people in that PLN that you can just mm-hmm. network with and they can support you and they're all over the state. And that's mm-hmm. the cool part. Sometimes you've never even met them in person, but you feel like you have because you're always, you know, connecting on Twitter or through emails. And I just think I can't say enough, but I think for me, at least all of that started at the conference I got asked to go to. My superintendent had asked me to do a presentation. I didn't even know what it was. And I got there and I met Mike and Dave and, you know, it just took off from there. So I called Becky. She was doing, she was actually filling in for me as principal at the teacher that time. And I called her up. I said, you're coming here next year with me, <laughs> hands down. And sure enough, she got the principal job mm-hmm. and I brought her along. And yes, was- I was the principal in training while she was up at Mom's <laughs> I redecorated her office and put my pictures all yeah. over it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I agree with Kat to follow up. I mean, I do. I think that the personal connections are by far they're just amazing what you come out of the conference with the people, the people make up the group. And then obviously the professional development and the support, I mean, the unwavering support 
from not just, you know, from the top, from Paul and Cindy, and then also just from the members, like can't mention the unwavering support that everybody has for each other is, is incredible in a time where what this is all about, where it can be lonely, you know, you're the, sometimes the only one, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have APs or anything like that. We're the only administrators in our building. So it can be a lonely job and mumps, but definitely makes you feel like you're part of, part of something bigger, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you two are the epitome of better together. It is, it's been a treat to have the two of you on um, the Community Principles podcast. And um, I love hearing the stories and, and the, the ties that the two of you have. And, you know, you've both said it multiple times on here about that, um, that connection, that trust, that, uh, that bond. And, and I think we can, all, we can all gain by seeing what the two of you have. And I know that um, each year when I get to see the two of you up in Traverse City, you're always happy, you're always positive, <laughs> and you bring you bring a you bring a glow into the rooms that you enter. And so that for that, I am blessed to have you two as friends. And um, I was delighted that you were willing to come on and share your story here on the podcast. So thanks again, ladies. Yeah, of thanks, course. Ben. Well, yeah. thank you. We're uh, humbled and honored to hear all those Extremely, things. Yeah. Yes. Thank you very much for having us and. This is a great topic. I love mm-hmm. it. I think you truly found your purpose for this this year. So awesome job. Okay, everybody. This is uh, this okay. is going to wrap up 2020. And that means the next episode that you hear will be the first one of uh, 2021. So hopefully you set some goals and, and get yourself ready for a new calendar year. And uh, once again, thank you to Kat and Becky. Thanks, Ben. Thank you. Well, thanks again to our guest. Let's continue to connect and reflect because that's what leaders do. Thank you to all of our listeners. Don't forget to check out hashtag MemspaChat Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can also find more leadership tools at memspa.org.